Welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Romans chapter 1 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. We're going to review a few key takeaways and we're going to end our session with a prayer. So let's get started. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord, through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul's longing to visit Rome. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. God's wrath against sinful humanity. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all of godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, has been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being, and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God made them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to depraved mind 
so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So what we see here is Paul writing a letter to the church in Roman. This is a very important church Paul has yet not seen, but is writing to them because he knows the importance of this new church in the new world. And he's basically introducing himself as a servant of God, a slave, but then proceeds to talk about the gospel, the good news, and the, and the saving qualities of Jesus. He continues to talk about how the righteous must live by faith and how he's obligated to take the gospel to Greeks and non-Greeks alike, to Gentiles and non-Gentiles. So this is the uh, beginning of Paul again explaining God's wrath against the sinful humanity and what is to come for those who choose to live away from the grace of God. Let us now end with a short prayer. Father God, thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for allowing people in the past, the apostles, the pioneers of the church who follow the direction of Jesus, who through their sacrifice and their lives, Lord, were able to carry this message through the times, through the generations, and allow it to reach us now today, Lord, so that we may know the path to you, so that we may understand that we must live our life through faith, and that we cannot be made righteous without you, Lord, without Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, without us accepting him as our Savior. We are not able to be in the presence of God. Lord, we thank you for these words, these teachings, and we pray in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Romans chapter 1. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.